Hi, Saren. Hello, Vicky. So here we are, six months later, doing another podcast. I never thought we'd be doing that. Uh, no, never, never, <laughs> never in a million years. And I'm, I'm, I think you're really brave to have me back on. Your previous podcast was infamous in its length, and um, it has been spoken about by many people since. And uh, you still hold the record. So how do you think about I that? I do. Well, let's, the record let's, is unbroken. Yes, but let's not try and emulate that. This You're time. not going to emulate it. I have, I have yeah. strict new rules in place to prevent such things from happening again. So, so just to let everybody know who's listening, we're, we're doing this podcast because uh, Saren is about to go and have um, some very important surgery in a couple of weeks. And what we thought we'd do is we'd, we'll do a two-part podcast where part one would be how Saren's feeling you know, two weeks out before the surgery. And then part two will be a follow-up probably a month after surgery, once you've recovered, just to, you know, see how it went and, you know, what happened on the day and how you're feeling and how, you, how you're getting through your recovery, etc. So, yeah, so what do you think? Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. So let me, let, let's start with asking the obvious question, how are you feeling? I mean, are you nervous? Are things kind of going crazy in your mind right now? Are you thinking about all kinds of weird things? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, it's a very strange feeling because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mixture of excitement, happiness, tinged with terror. Yes, I can believe it's, that. It, you know, it's really, and it's really strange to have all that feeling at the same time because in some respects, it's very different from a sort of a, 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 another a, a, a sort of a surgery that most people experience. If you yeah. see what I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know. So, for example, the last time I had surgery, they could not knock me out fast enough because I had appendicitis. Right. And was this a, a child a childhood thing? Uh, I was, uh, how old was I? I was coming up for, I was nearly 22. All right. Yeah, nearly 22. And it came on really quickly from feeling a bit stomach achy lunchtime to actually being in theatre at about two o'clock the following morning. Yeah, because if, if, if your appendix is swollen, it can get quite serious cancer if it pops. Or... Yes. Well, yeah. actually, you know, but I couldn't wait for that. So this is an entirely sort of different feeling. Because yeah, I mean, it's not an emergency surgery. It's not, no. you know, it's, it's not, not the kind of thing where you haven't been, you're being rushed into hospital for or anything like that. And it's not life-threatening yeah. as such. So it's, yeah, it's completely that, different in that respect. Yes, you know, and, and it's not sort of say, you know, it's not like saying, Ms. Edwards, you know, you've got a serious medical condition that we need to do surgery for, otherwise you are definitely going to die. You know, if, don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean that it's any less important and it's something that I need. It's something that I need and I want. Yeah. yeah. But it's just a really strange feeling of, of going into it with that sort of being really, really excited about it, wanting to bounce off the walls with happiness that it's happening and at the same time sort of chewing your nails to the quick. <laughs> In, 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 in sort of apprehension yeah. because one of the things you see I, I, I've spoken 
to, to various people about it. And you know, very, people who are in a similar position who are heading towards it and people who've had it. And, you know, and it's really strange what actually sort of triggers or other people's fear. Yes, if you like, maybe fear is a bit of a strong word. Let's call it apprehension. Um, one person on a forum I was on said the bit that they didn't like, the bit that worried them most was the fact is that after the surgery, they are going to be in hospital dependent on somebody else for seven days. Yes, you will be in the high dependency unit for a few days. And they didn't like that. You know, they didn't like the idea that, that there was going to have to be somebody, you know, that they were going to be quite limited in what they could do and there was going to be people looking after them. Now, for me, I think, well, that's the whole point of hospitalism. Yeah, so that's, what you're saying is that different people have different diff fears. Different people have different, different fears about it. Um, some people, that, that some people's focus was sort of on the after-surgery pain. Some, yeah. people's, some people's focus was on, am I going to be able to learn how to dilate fast enough? Other people's concerns was you know how am i going to be how am i going to be able to deal with it when i'm at home on my own and my major concern about it is none of that it's none of that you know i i don't have any concern about being looked after in hospitals i don't have any concerns about the pain because i'm prepared i know it's going to hurt yeah simple as um i don't have too many particular worries about learning to dilate. Um, and I've got my my home care regime pretty well set up now. And yeah. um, the thing is, the thing is that gets me apprehensive about it. It's most bizarre. It is that minute to a third to 30 seconds where I'm lying there waiting to be anesthetized. Yes, that's yeah. that's very that's a very nerve wracking part of any surgery. Yeah. I think. But they do it's they not, do I think they do give you a sedative a couple of hours before just to calm you down a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think that's but the normal it, practice. That that's right. That's right. Uh, it's it's not even even some people you know it's not even as some people have said. Uh, the fact is that you know you're having doubts. Am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? And it is not unknown for people to actually be being wheeled down to the, the theatre and changing their minds. Well, I'm, I'm sure if you're in a state of kind of mild panic, anxiety over something, you will you probably will have those thoughts, and it's probably based on you know your your, your mind trying to okay, how can I avoid this anxiety? I'll just not do the surgery. That's what I think. That's what goes on in your mind. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. I mean, there, there is somebody, somebody who remained nameless, who, who, who said on, who said on social media, that she was there on the trolley, and she still wasn't 100 percent sure. She's now so glad that she did, but yeah, I mean, it, it, that's just that's just anxiety. The pre the pre nerves, isn't it? It's like yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a bit yeah. like, you know, you're about to walk out on a stage and there's a thousand people waiting for you. You're going to be nervous. I think it's natural. Yes. Got those, I, I, it's like pre-nerves. Pre you, you've never done this before, obviously. It's a major <laughs> surgery. And yeah, 
you're a little bit anxious. For, yes. for normal. I, think, I think if you went in cool as a cucumber, there's probably something wrong with you. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, no one's going to be that cool. No. It's curious, though. You know, as they say, it's different strokes for different folks. I was talking to a friend of mine about going under anesthesia. And she's had quite a number of surgeries over the years because she's got hip problems and things. Mm. And I said, it's just that bit, you know, where they're injecting you and you're just going out. She said, yeah, oh, count, she said, I count, from, count backwards from 10. It's like 10, 10 9, 10, 8, 7, 10. you've gone. Yeah. She said, I love that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, what? <laughs> no, surely not. Surely not. But yeah, it's that, 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 that's, that's for me, that's the bit that sort of gives, gives, makes me apprehensive. It's, you know, it's not the procedure. It's not the recovery. It's not the risks or the complications. It's not the finality of the surgery, the life-changing effects. It's just that. It's just, just that, that. that few seconds beforehand. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's a thing, you know, thinking about it. It's the sort of factors that you're sort of losing control. You are in a way, but you 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 know you are in the hands of the professionals. Oh yes, absolutely. You know, there's no cause for concern. There's no cause for concern. No, no. no there's no cause for concern, but it still it still makes you apprehensive. So, but yeah. no, apart from that, it's now with sort of you know just over two weeks to go because here we are Thursday and the surgery is due. 3rd of July, which is two, well, as we well, speak yeah, now. We're, we're exactly two weeks out, aren't we? Your, your surgery's going to be on the 3rd, the Saturday. The Saturday, yeah, so on, on the On the Friday. Friday. So we're just over two weeks out. It's the fact is now that the days are passing really quickly, but simultaneously they're also passing very slowly. Yeah, this is the, the dual nature of what you just mentioned before with the nerves and excitement, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And, and sleep patterns are somewhat, because in my yeah. dreams, I've been on that operating table, goodness knows how many times I'm already. Sure. I'm sure. <laughs> you know. I'm sure it's, it's like you wake up in the morning, it's the first thing you think about. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I have, I have woke up on many occasions um, over the past. I only really started the countdown in my own mind about 11 weeks out. And 11 weeks out... Blimey, that seems so far away. It seems, but it's gone really quick. It's gone really, really, really yes. quickly. Yeah. And but in that eleven weeks, I've done an awful lot of sort of being wide awake at four in the morning, with it all churning around my head, all going round and round and round and round yeah, and yeah. round. You know. And I think it's only natural. It's only natural because, you know, it is life changing. It is a big deal. It's a big deal. And as you say, if you were completely sort of, you know, iceberg cool about it, then I think there is something wrong. There is something. Yeah, wrong. I don't think anybody could be that cool. No, no, no. no. I mean, I, I think, you know, some people, you know, I'd, we, like, we like to portray the persona. Might, the most people might pretend to be that cool, but they're yes. going to be nervous too. They're going to be nervous too, but and, and you know the one thing that well not amuses me well amuses me actually with it is that when you're speaking to the medical professional, yes, the way that they talk about it, it's just like just somewhere in the middle. It's, it's well, they they've done it so many times. They I know do it but, every day of their yeah, lives, working lives, every day of their lives. But, 
quite know, but that's how that's how we feel. We, you know, and there is another feeling as well, yes, which is still a feeling of incredulity that it's actually happening. It's 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 like I I cannot believe that it's actually happening because for most of my life it's been something that happened to other people not to me and the fact is that it is happening to me i still have to pinch myself to yeah. actually make sure that it is actually real that i am not going to wake up at four o'clock in the morning out of this dream if you see what i mean yeah so i mean it, it, it's something that you've been thinking about waiting for for many years and now it's finally materializing. You've finally been able to, you know, get the money together, pay for it, and get it, you know, do that for yourself. Yeah. Which is, I mean, yeah, not everybody can pay for it, I know, but it's, you know, our stage in life, we're in, I think we're a pretty similar age, aren't we? Yes. Um, you know, you, you do have extra money. I mean, you're retired. You've well i mean I, I i'm retired through redundancy so thank goodness for redundancy yeah so you yeah so the funds are available i mean a lot of people probably not in that situation no I, and i can't mind but it, i mean you, the way i look at it is you you, you treat you, you you've you've you know you've you've had a full working life you've treated yourself you you're retired and this yeah. is something you're doing for yourself so why not yeah, absolutely you know and, it, and you're quite right and it comes to it comes to a, a decision point what is more important to me my surgery or a new car yeah easy that's easy yes but that's the sort of decision isn't it yeah, that's yeah. The, you know the decision that is the decision and so but it's still that feeling of incredulity because you know i mean i've had well put it this way you know i've had 40 40 40 odd years to think about this and for most of those 40 odd years, certainly for the first 43 years, we say for 43 years, it was always something that was going to happen to somebody else. It was never going to happen to me. You know, it would never happen to me, not at all. And, and now it is, and I just, you know, I just can't believe it. You know, I'm perhaps one of the original doubting Thomases in that I won't believe it until I'm actually waking up in that recovery room. You know, I know that sounds maybe a bit taking things a little bit too far, but you you can get the sort of the gist of the gist of it. Yeah. So I mean, the the actual op the actual operation is about five four five hours long, I believe. No. Cool. I was really surprised when the the specialist gender nurse told me it's for me. It's with being sort of with anesthesia and recovery. It's I'll be. It's about two hours. Two but hours. The but the actual procedure, she said, is about about yeah, it's about 110 minutes. It's not it's about no, two hours. It's not, it's I, not thought it was, I thought it was much longer than that. No, no, no. She said she said it was it was about 100 or so minutes. It's sort of slightly longer than an hour and a half, but not as long as two hours. All right. I was I was mistaken then. Yeah. Well that's even better. 
Mm, yeah, I mean, actually, well, as I said to when she said that to me, I said, well, I don't care. I said, because I, I won't know anything about it. Well, I mean, it's going to feel like 30 seconds for you. You know, <laughs> you're going to be one minute you'll be going down, next minute you'll be waking up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. So because, yeah, you won't you won't notice that the actual the, the time you're under, you will just go in a go in a blink, won't it? Yes. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's right. So so that's the thing you need to think about those few seconds before they put the needle in to knock you out, you'll be thinking, well, as soon as they've done that, I'll be waking up again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 I, I, absolutely. You know, that, that that's it. Um, but yeah, that's just that. It's that sort of, it's actually happening. It's yeah. really happening. It's just like sort of yeah. amazing. Amazing because I never, ever thought it was going to happen to me. You know, and here we, here we are, <laughs> and, and here we are, and, and you know, and, and here we are. But it's you know, it, it's been it's been an interesting road. I'm sure. To to, to, to put it mildly, I mean, as so, I say, as, and it's, as as you've as you've mentioned there, is that I, I've gone private for this, and that includes all getting the necessary sign-offs as well. Yeah. And it's a very so when you when you say the sign offs, you mean like the whole the whole thing. You you've gone private right from day one, yes. With you know like the initial getting in touch with the agenda clinic, yeah. The whole the whole thing you've done it you've done it all through a private yes. agenda clinic, yes. Done it all yeah. through a private agenda clinic. So private diagnosis, private first sign off for surgery, private second sign off for surgery, yeah, and private surgery. And it's a very, it's a very strange feeling in some respects because if this was the if this was the USA, that is sort of normal. Yeah, yeah. In the UK, that is definitely not normal. Well, in the in the US, you would you would have health insurance, and hopefully, your health insurance would cover this yes. kind of surgery. You know, if you're some super rich, you would just pay for it with cash over there because it would be like three times the price. Some, some, some people it does, some people it doesn't. Yeah. But the one thing about it being in the UK is, and please understand, I am not, I am not complaining about this at all, um, is, that, is that the fact is that with the UK, with, with the NHS and everything sort of being so sort of heavily sort of GIC bias, if you see what I mean. You know, there's a lot of talk in support groups and forums about where people are in the GIC, where they are in the GIC process and everything like that. And you're there private and you, and you, and you feel as though you're standing outside the club with the bouncer going, your name's not on the list, so you can't come in. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I know that sounds a bit odd, but sometimes that's how it feels. You feel as though... Well, yeah, I mean, it's, I think that's because the, if you do everything NHS, the waiting times are horrendous. Oh, goodness me, yes, absolutely. They are absolutely yeah, horrendous. I mean, anybody who can afford to not use the NHS, I mean, yeah, good luck to them. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, it, but it is that sort of feeling as though how can i put it as though i know i know it sounds daft but as though you're not in the club in inverted commas 
not that I'm complaining at all. You know, no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I've got my own club, and it's me, and it's just me. And I'm, you know, you, German, you, you, I'm the secretary. I'm the you're, you're your own NHS, basically. Yeah, you know, it's just me. And, you know, as I say, I thank my lucky stars for being made redundant, you know, and being on sort of really ancient terms and conditions as befits my advanced ancient age. Yeah, one of those old-fashioned pension schemes. <laughs> well, on old-fashioned redundancy terms as well. You see. Yeah, yeah. Go as well, so never mind the pension, you know. But uh, you know, as I say, I'm I'm not um, you know please I'm not I'm not boasting about it or anything. I just I do appreciate and I, I do can I can't stress this enough. I do understand and I do appreciate how lucky I have been with this. How Absolutely. lucky! And there's no other way of saying that. It's because it is purely luck but i mean if you look at if you look at the if you look at the overall nhs you know the gic system and you know how trans people are treated you know it's such a it's such a postcode lottery even within the nhs itself you've got people who are you know waiting for horrendous gic waiting lists you've got other people who are on the new um pilot schemes and then you've got people who are you know funding themselves so you know there's there's at least three or four different kind of things going on there and it's it's not equal in any sense no it's not it's no you've got you you know from the very worst cases where people can be waiting you know five six years for things to happen within the nhs to those people who are on the new pilot schemes who are although they may have waited initially on a, on a list and they got switched to one of the pilot schemes once you're in those pilot schemes you whiz through yeah so, i mean and it's it's all based on postcode lottery you know it's based on where you live and are you eligible for those schemes the sad thing is that they haven't rolled the schemes out everywhere and i wish they would yeah. you know and they, had they done that you wouldn't need to go private no. you know people on horrendous lists there wouldn't be horrendous lists would all be going through you know on the NHS at a reasonable rate of speed. You know, I mean, if you think about it, if it took six months from start to end for everybody, that would be fine. That would, that's a reasonable amount of time. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think anybody's saying it should all be done within two months or three months. Oh, no, no, no. Well, well you've got to consider the... Uh, you've got you know, to six, months is, six months is a, is a fairly good time to get someone through that process, you okay. know, up to the point where... You're ready for surgery and you can go and get your surgery within a few weeks. Yes, I think that's I reasonable. Mean, you've got to consider, of course, the WPATH rules as well. Well, yeah, I know there's certain criteria. Yeah. But so you've got to have you've got to have had at least a year on hormones. You've well, got you know, anybody who's in a in a queue in this country is is pretty much right. been on hormones for more than 12 months. <laughs> well, some people haven't though, have they? You Unless know, you're people, right at the very beginning of your you know, some, some, you know, some people haven't. You know, because some people are in the position where they are waiting for their first GIC appointment because they can't afford to get hormones privately. Yeah, if you can't afford, yeah, I'm sorry, if you can't afford private, yeah, that's a different you know, story. So you, so you have you have that, and and then of course, then of course you've got your you've got to have your twelve months living in row, your full twelve months living in row. Um, some you know some people call it the real life experience. 
and so those two have got to combine. And of course, I, th I think part of the rules as well is that you've got you've got to show that your testosterone has been sufficiently suppressed for the for three months as well. Yeah. Well, it, apart, but yes, I, but I, I understand what you are saying. I mean, it was explained to me. Now, this is sort of anecdotal evidence, but in that, you know, it, it used to be. I mean, originally the 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 real life ex the experience, even though WPATH was saying a year in the UK, the NHS the NHS said two. And this person explained to me that this was to do with the fact is that if you imagine the GICs were like, like a conveyor belt, and the, the and going back when the waiting times weren't as long, when people were being getting their first appointment in sort of six weeks or, or, or whatever, once you entered into that system, it was taking around just over two years to sort of, you know, sort of pop off the other end of the conveyor belt, so to speak. And so the NHS decided that they were going to make the real life experience two years because that allowed them to manage it. That allowed them to manage it, you see. Of course, one year now is fine, but most people in many cases will have actually completed one, two, or possibly even three years of real life experience before they even get a first appointment. Yeah, I mean, if you are fortunate enough to be able to afford to get private hormone treatment um, and you're on a two, three year waiting list, yeah, I mean, you, you'll, you'll have completed you know, most of that requirement way before you even get your first appointment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, that, that's, that's it. But that's, that's it. It's just that little bit sort of a strange feeling of, of being yeah, yeah. on the outside looking in. But I am not complaining. I am not complaining about that at all. And as I say, I'm just like sort of, I, I, I sort of, I, I want to run madly round the house, sort of screaming, yes, yes. And then at the same time, I want to sort of curl up in a ball in a corner going, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, you know. <laughs> it's, it's a very sort of, it's a real roller coaster of emotions, plus the fact as well now, what I haven't suffered too badly, I have to say, I will admit, I haven't suffered too badly, is that, of course, I am no longer taking any estrogen at the minute. Yeah, so you would have stopped that a couple of weeks ago, no doubt. Yes, yes. Yes, and you've, I, had no, you've had no effects, side effects from stopping? Um, I've perhaps got a bit grumpy. <laughs> I, I think that's, 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 that, that's, that's about it. I haven't, I haven't really had the, the sort of, I haven't really had any hot flushes or anything like that that I, I've noticed. So um, are you still taking the testosterone blocker? Yes, but I'm only on finasteride. I'm not on De decapepto or anything like that. So really, finasteride isn't much of a blocker. Really. No, so they just they just told you to keep on taking that right up until the yeah. surgery. Keep, keep, keep on taking that right up until the surgery, yeah. But, you know, I'm not on decapepto. So I'm not having my, my, my sort of T-level suppressed by, by anything, really. I mean, in the past... It, I, I was well, I mean, never on finasteride will do, you know, it, it will do a fairly good job. It'll do a bit, but it's not it's as not, good as the it's not as good as, implants. It's not as good as, and 
you know, you, and you do hear people who get good suppression of testosterone from from sort of estrogen monotherapy. Mm. And I think in many in many cases, uh, I think some of that applied to me. I think the, the combination of the estrogen and the finasteride was enough to keep my T levels suppressed. Well, you know, two weeks from now, it's not going to be a problem. It's not going to be a problem at all, is it? You know, it's a bit strange. This, uh, you know, it's a bit strange. And the fact is that, yes, you can take your finasteride in the morning of the surgery. Why? <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit kind of, what's the point? I mean, what have they told you about um, what, what do you need to do post-surgery regarding finasteride? You would just stop immediately, would you, on the day? Uh, yes, you don't take it. You don't need to wean yourself off it or anything? No, 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 no. Um, so it's just cold, cold, cold turkey with the finasteride? Cold turkey. And then, and then you will restart... Um, at what point do you restart with the uh the the the, 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 the book the book the, the information that they give you says that you can start on your previous dose of estrogen when you get home right so the the reason they stop estrogen treatment is i think it's mainly to do with the risk of clots blood clots Correct. Isn't it? yeah blood clots yes it's it's to do it's to, to, you know, you know, because you're going into a surgery is yes yeah, obviously you know, it's 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 to it's to reduce the um, to reduce the the likelihood of blood clots, and also they give you they they give you a sort of an anticoagulant injection as well before the surgery on the day. Yes, or yeah, to stop in, the blood clots from forming, I suppose. Yes, or in my case, I I I get it, I get it the night before. I think that, I think that's just applies to any kind of surgery. I think it applies, it applies to any kind of surgery. So you get that, you go off the estrogen, and and also you uh, you you get those you get the lovely compression stockings as well. Indeed, you will have to wear stockings. Yes, mm -hmm. you get the lovely compression stockings. So. So there we are. You know, it's there. You can be walking around in those high fashion. And they're, they're probably. Um, prescribe some antibiotics for the post-surgery period mm -hmm. probably for the first couple of weeks i would think well one as well as, as, well as painkillers and other bits and pieces no doubt yes yes one of the things one of the things that they are that they they do stress that you've got to keep an eye out for are utis you're very prone to utis Urinary tract infections. Oh yes, yes. I was. It was. I was. My mind was working overtime trying to work out what UTI was. And yes, yes. Urinary, urinary tract infections. It's, yes. It's not, it's not a form of long life milk. No. No. <laughs> it's, it, you can be very. You can be very prone to those. Yeah. So, how many days will you be having to use the catheter? Uh, basically, your, your you, the way that they work it <clears throat> is that. They, they, they sort of, the surgery day is sort of day zero. And then day one is the, is the day after surgery, et cetera, et cetera. And it's about, it's day five that the, you, the, you get rid of the catheter. This is, when right. they this is when they take the vaginal pack out and everything. Right. So you're probably going to have two 
drainage bags, I would think, one for just fluids from the surgery itself, and then the, the other one would be for collection of urine. Well, you, well, you, you certainly, certainly, you certainly have the catheter, and when you're out of surgery for the first 24 hours, you have the sort of on-demand morphine pump. Yeah, and you also have this sort of, sort of really tight pressure dressing. Yeah, yeah. to you know to sort of make make Just sure that there's no excessive bleeding. Keep everything in place. Mm -hmm. But that that gets taken off after 24 hours. They all do it slightly differently. So this is this is this is Parkside and Parkside's way of doing it. They do it slightly differently in Brighton. Yeah. yeah. But um, you know, because Parkside are very, Parkside seems very keen on getting people up and mobile. Where in Brighton, you're sort of almost, you're almost glued to the bed for four days. Yeah, I mean, when I was talking to my brother who works at the NHS about surgery and stuff, the first thing he said to me was, "Okay, well, which hospital would you go to if you had it?" I said, "Well, I'd probably go be going to Parkside." So first thing he did, he looked up Parkside on his phone. And he said, okay, that's okay, because they've got they've got four HDUs. I'm going, what? They've got what? The, the, he says they've got four HDUs, which is high dependency units. So I think his concern was that a lot of a lot of these private hospitals maybe don't have high dependency units. So if anything goes yeah. wrong, mm. you know, they whisk you off to an NHS hospital. But mm. Parkside has this facility built in. So yes. he said, okay, that's a good hospital. That's good. So um, don't know if that reassures you or not, but they do have HDUs. Oh no, no, means, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, they are set I'm, up for, you know, that after, after surgery care for a couple of days. I don't have any, I don't have any concerns like that, because I know from, from what people have said and how when they've related their experiences to me, how marvelous the staff are and how wonderful they are. Well, I think what happens is you, you, when you come out of surgery, you go into recovery. And once you've recovered, you'll be, or they might put you straight into recovery, uh, recovery room and then straight into a high dependency unit. And it's normally just for 24 hours just to monitor. And, oh, no, you go back into your room. You don't go into an HDU. Well, if you need, if you need to. Oh, you needed it. If, you needed if there's, it, if there's a reason, you know, you, you know, there's some kind of issue or something. I mean, this, this happens with normal surgery. I mean, that's why they have oh, the oh, oh, yeah. HDU Absolutely. units there. It's just in case of any problems. Yeah, the chances are you'll be recovery room back to your and then back to your room. That'll be yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. As I say, you know, recovery room here we come. Recovery room here we come. Indeed, yeah, that's the thing. So, so let's just let's just recap. Um, what have you been doing with the hospital in the past few weeks? Have you been in for any kind of meetings, assessments? Yes, yes. I I was the Tuesday look. Tuesday last, the 15th of June, for my pre-operative assessment. Okay, so what does that what does that involve? Well, that involves a few a few things. So when you get your appointment for your pre-operative assessment, they send you a link to a thing what they call Lifebox, which is a sort of an online sort of um, health questionnaire. So it asks you things about various categories, quite general. You know, not purely related to gender surgery. So it asks you, for example, if you have any musculoskeletal conditions, any digestive problems, what surgeries you've had, 
um, what medication you're currently taking. You know, it asks you about heart and lung function. All those, all those sort of things. And, and then depending on your answers, when you're going for your preoperative assessment, if there are any red flags that it's been brought up in any of these categories, yeah. they will ask you a, a few more questions about it. Um, so, you know, one of the things that was a was a was a was a was a, a red flag for me was the fact is that I take blood pressure medication. Right. So they want to see is your blood pressure well controlled? Yeah. And. I think if it's, under, if it's under control and it's and the numbers are okay, it's fine. I mean, oh, no oh yes, yes. Now, to complicate math, so that, that, that so you have that, and also it does ask in the past if you've ever had an ECG as well. Now, I have had an ECG, and that was when I was at work uh, for a while with the medical that we had to do to pass us fit to climb masts and things. Yeah, they gave you an ECG. Right. And then, you know, there was various other things, you know, about bowels and stuff. So I had a colonoscopy. So that was, they wanted to know about that. And so they, so they go through all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then there are more sort of in, more in, there's other questions about, you know, do you snore? Have you got sleep apnea and things like this, which is all related around information for the anaesthetist. Yeah. So do you, do you actually see the anaesthetist? No, no, you won't see okay. the anaesthetist. So you just, this is just with the actual surgery team itself. This, 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 this is like a, a specialist admissions nurse. Okay, all right. Yeah. So she goes through all this with you and you know put put your answers down and then one of the, so she, one of one of the things that she she says is right you know can I have a look at your throat and they look down your throat and they give you a score on your throat. So like between one and four, where one is really good, four, four is, oh dear, that's really bad. And, and then you've got the other two. So I, I, was, I was two. And what that is for, it's to do, to help the anaesthetist regarding your airway. Yeah. Because when you're, you're under, your... they've got to they got in, in, intubate you whilst you're, whilst yes. you're under. So that's you've got to, get the, uh, they've got to get the tube down here. They've got the tube down. So down your neck. that's... So there's various aspects of that. Uh, then they take your blood pressure, yeah. take your temperature. Yeah. Um, they'll, they, also get, they also give you a, an MRSA swab. Right, important. Uh, yeah. So you have one bit of it where it's up your nose and the other bit, they close the curtains yeah. Uh, you, don't, you don't need to go into any more details. I know where you're going. Yeah, well, yeah, it's so it's, yeah. it's down there. Yeah. 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 And in my case as well, because I was on blood pressure medication, I also had to have an ECG. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's those are those are I mean, those are just normal standard procedure things. Normal, really. normal any, standard, certainly. Yeah. Normal standard procedures. Yeah. Um, I was actually she, she was very, very pleased with my ECG. Good. That means you've got a heartbeat. That's good. Uh, because the printout came out. She said, well, she said, that's textbook. She said, if there was ever going to be, a, if you wanted to see an ECG that was perfect for a textbook, she said, that's it. And she said, and from it, she said, I can tell 
that your blood pressure is well controlled because there's some way that they can tell with the ECG if the heart has grown extra muscle to cope with high blood pressure. Okay. Which is it hasn't. Although to make matters more interesting, not only do I really have high, well, I have it controlled, but I also have the, I also have the joys of white coat syndrome. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. You know, so actually the, 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 the first reading were sort of well up there. They were yeah. well up there. So, and they, they had to sort of, uh, you know, sort of calm me down a bit because it's very stressful. The one thing about it is they, they make it as relaxed as possible. But it, for me, it's also very stressful because you're thinking this is crunch time. What if they find a showstopper? Well, it, I mean, it would have to be a pretty serious showstopper at that stage. It you know? would, but it's still... You know, the, the kind of things you're talking about, like blood pressure, um, you know, ECG, they're, they're looking for really kind of red flags for mm -hmm. surgery. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if you're in an emergency situation, they'll do the surgery anyway. Yeah, oh, not, exactly, exactly. I mean, but you see, I, do... They, they do, I think it's just a case of, like, you know, doing a bit of a risk assessment to see what they're dealing with. They, they, oh, yeah. they need to know, you know, what's, what could happen with this individual. So we will do all the tests and we have all the information. I mean, that's all that's what it's about. That's right. But I did um, I did mention when I went to see Mr. Beringer in December last year about my sort of white coat syndrome. And what he said was, have you got a, have you got have you got a home blood pressure machine? I said, yes. He said, right. He said, the best thing to do then is take a blood pressure diary and bring it with you. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. I did. And they took the readings and they were perfectly happy with those readings. And the, the, the final reading they got off my blood pressure when everything had calmed down a bit, you know, was all fine. It was all fine. And so you have that. And then I, I then went to see Laura, who's the specialist gender nurse. Right. And she goes over the procedure again, goes over all the risks and complications again. Um, and then gives you gives you an, a nice thick booklet on sort of this is this is this is your post-op the only way I can describe it is this is your post-op recovery instruction manual. Okay. And everything in terms of what they provide. And yes, I'll I'll write it to your to your GP so we can get a prescription for, for lube for the dilation and everything like that. So she goes all all through that as well. So they, they tell you that the appointment's an hour, but it is for the sort of the medical bit of it. But by the time you've had spoken yeah, to it's more like two, two more like two. Yeah. But it's good because she's she's very, very, very good. She's very experienced, you know, and she runs you through the sort of the risks and complications and sort of yeah. says, well, in the past X years, we've had only why incidence is this you know very 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 low figures and, and so you know it is whilst it's sort of slightly frightening it is also very reassuring yes yes you, yeah. you know and and, th and then basically they, they then tell you what time to come in <laughs> yeah so you, so you get a nice yellow piece of paper that tells you you know when you when you start fasting which actually 
for so myself. You're, you're on the, like a 24-hour fast prior to? Uh, no, it's not 24 hours, actually. So I'm on the morning list. So I'm going to be admitted on sort of tea time on the Friday. And I am nil by mouth apart from water from midnight. Okay. So that just means no breakfast. That just means no breakfast, really. Yes, so that's, that's fine. You can drink water. Um, Did they not give you a thing to flush you out? Ah, yes. You you have you you have the deep joy. You have the you have the uh, the great joy of an enema in the morning. Yes, yes, yes. But I've had one of those before, so it's. I not... mean, they, they can give you a like a, a drink, which is quite fast acting. Let's say. Uh, yeah, they they give you a, they give you a, a phos what what they call a phosphate enema. Yeah, and it it does clear you out pretty quick. <laughs> I've had one, so yes, yeah. so have I, so have I. You know, so she was starting to explain about that. I said no. I said I know exactly what it does because I've had one. Um, yeah. You know, I um, so so you have that, and then she said, and you have a, and you can have a shower, and she said you have a shower before surgery, and she said, bear in mind this is the last shower you're going to have for five days, so you take your time. Sure, you have you a good have one. The, you have the best shower that you've ever had in your life. <laughs> you know, you think, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And then you also get a list of what they provide for you. So sort of things, uh, apart from things around the surgery. So one of the things they provide is that they'll, they will provide you dilators and stuff for you to take home, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, what they'll provide for you in hospital. So like slipper socks, slipper socks, gowns, you know, uh, shampoo and shower gel, not that you're going to get much chance to use it and, and things like that. And, you know, one of the things it's, it, you know, and then they say a list of, you know, what they suggest you bring or what you yeah. can bring. And, yeah. it, you know, one, one of the things that they do mention, you know, about bringing your own nightwear, but what they do say is actually, you don't really need to bring it because what we provide you is adequate anyway. Yeah, they're going to give you hospital gear. Yeah, yeah, you know, and um, and then also things, things you know that they, things that you might want to bring. So I'm Could assuming you... you get a private room. Yes, get a private outside, room with it being a private hospital. Yes, you get a private room with uh, with a super duper. So you're going to have bed. like a 56 inch TV and all that kind of stuff in there. Well, you you do have a TV, but it's it's sort of it's basic channels. Which, <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. But fine. you know, private room, that's good. You get a private room, you get a TV, you probably got your own bathroom in there. Yes, it's en suite. Yeah, en suite. You have an en suite, you have so, an en suite bathroom. So the facilities yeah. sound like they're really great and yeah. And apparently, you know, I'll i report back on the next time, but apparently the, 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 the food is supposed to be absolutely fantastic. The food's good as well. Oh my word. Yes, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll report back on that. Uh, but yeah, so you get you get the TV. There's there's Wi-Fi, so you've got connectivity. You know, you take your tablet, take the take the phone. Yeah, so you. I well, guess I, mean, I guess you know for the for the period post surgery, you, you're going to be in there for about five six days probably. Well, you you are you are going to get bored. Yes, and basically, as the nurse said, it's what you're doing really. It's you're playing a waiting game. Yeah, you've got a few days before they take the pack out. Yes. And then you're going to have to start the dilation. They'll probably give you instructions yes. on how to do all that. Yes. And like the, you know, the post surgery care that they're going to yes. teach you yes. what to do and how to do it. And then 
you'll be able to walk back to the shower and have your first post-surgical shower. Yes. <laughs> and uh, then we'll be sending you on your way home. Yes, and, it, and in fact, one of the things not to forget is a donut cushion. <laughs> yes, that's probably on top of the list. Yes, I, I've, uh, I, I've, I've just ordered one from Amazon today, actually. <laughs> which, which, which from the reviews, I went... I went Let's hope it arrives one. before two weeks' time, eh? Do, uh, it's due on Monday. <laughs> due on Monday. Um, which, uh, I, I ordered the one on the Amazon reviews that said it was the most comfortable. Good choice. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't necessarily the most expensive nor the cheapest, but it was, it was the one that reviewed said it's the most comfortable. So I thought we'll have that. And what I have invested in as well is because you don't know where, where things are in the hospitals until you get there, is I've invested in some extra long charging leads for my tablet and my phone. So organized. You're so organized. Some, some three meter long leads. Good, good idea. Good idea. Because you know you you, you don't know how. So make sure you take make sure you take a phone in or a tablet with lots of movies. I mean, you've got Wi-Fi, so you should be all right. Yeah, you got Wi-Fi, you got movies, you know. I mean, play games and stuff. Keep yourself they, actually, they, they actually encourage you to do some art as well. Text up in to do some art. You know, because yeah, they say I mean, quite, I guess at easy. some point you'll be able to walk around in the hospital yes. ward. Yes, you can walk around mm. in hospital. Yep. The the from. Previous people's experience who I've spoke to, they're, they're very keen on getting people up and out. And yeah, they'll probably try and get you up as soon as possible, I would think. Get you, mm. get you mobile as soon as you can. Yeah. 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 So all that all helps with the, a, a speedy recovery. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, the, the, so you have so you have all that information to hand. Yeah. And you get all that at the, 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 the pre-op assessment. And so the next move for me now is I have to have a COVID test on the Tuesday before. Right. So it would be probably a series of COVID tests before you go in, I would think. Well, you have the one on, basically, you have the one on the Tuesday before, and then you go into self-isolation until you... Until and you they'll, they'll probably give you another one on the Friday, I would think, when you're, when you're there. Well, they might, they might well do, but you certainly have to have that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then, then once, once, you know, post, post-surgery and post-leaving hospital, are you, do you have to go back as an outpatient at some point? Yes, there's a, there's a review which is about eight weeks after surgery. Right, so you go, you have to travel back down. Yeah. And they'll, they'll, they'll check everything out. And check, and check, and yeah, check, check, check it all out, yeah. Yeah, you know, make, and, you know, make sure that everything is good and that, you know, there aren't any complications. So if anything, if anything happens to you after surgery when you're back at home, what's what's the kind of the, pro the process there? You can't really, can you go to your local hospital? Probably not advisable. Go straight to A&E. A&E, &E. &E. right. Yeah, go straight to A&E. Uh, don't look about. Um, you should say that if, if it's the sort of situation where you can get perhaps an appointment with your, you know, there's various stages. I mean, for example, if you were bleeding heavily, then you would go to A&E. Yeah, and all they would do is try and stop the bleeding. I mean, they're not going to... No, that's all, they, that's all they would do, you know. But, but if it was something, you know, because one of the things is that they were very keen to stress is around, you know, as I said, UTIs, urinary tract infections. 
Um, therefore, if you were to have one of those, you know, is that go go to your doctors, but if it's the sort of case in point where you phone your doctors and you can't get an appointment for the next day, then go to a &E instead. If you can get an appointment with your GP same day, then go that, that way. Yeah, but I mean, you, you can pre-warn your GP, can't you, that you're going for this surgery and you might have an emergency situation with a, a urinary tract infection. You could pre-warn them, maybe. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Well, uh, what I am going to do is, personally myself, I'm going to phone the surgery on Monday. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to um, ask for a telephone appointment with my, my GP. She's just to sort of, because my GP has been really good. She's been really supportive. She's been super supportive and really, really lovely. Yeah, because, you know, you might need some support from yeah. your local GP afterwards. Yes. So, yeah, it's good to let And, you know, and it's just, I mean, they, are, they obviously write to them and tell them what's going on, but it's just so I, so... I can yeah. tell her, yeah. and she's she's fully aware, aware of what's going on, and and therefore, if as I cross fingers, certainly hope I don't need any sort of medical intervention. At least if I do, at least she's sort of prepared. Yeah, and you've got Helen at home to help yes, you out with yes. anything you need to help with. Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. It's you know we, we we've got that. Um, I've got the cat, who I'm sure will get in the way. Yeah, I'm sure. And, but what we have decided to do is that is that when I come back to hospital, when I come back from hospital, uh, I'm going to I'm commandeering my son's I'm commandeering my son's room. Right. Because the thing is, you want privacy as with this as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you need to be comfortable, don't you, when you get back? And, uh... yeah, and you need privacy. So, so at the minute, it is being, it is being bedecked with hi-fi and televisions and <laughs> Blu-ray players and goodness knows what else. You know. Very good. And then you got the. You know, at the minute, one of the things it, there are some unknowns about. In that, at the minute, I have no real notion. You know, wiser heads would could probably be able to tell me, but I'm wiser and experienced heads. But I have no real notion of how much I'm going to be able or not able to do when I get home. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you're, going, not, you're, looking at, you're looking at a few weeks aren't recovery, aren't you, before you be oh, yeah, you know. up and active and doing things. I mean, you, I, think you, I think the main thing is you just need to be doing lots of relaxation and resting mm -hmm. and not, I mean, specifically not doing things which could cause any strains or oh yes well i i, I certainly won't be yeah you, know, um, you don't want to be falling over and slipping on things or anything like that you want to be no. making sure you're all very everything's very carefully you know, I, 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 you know. I certainly won't be up ladders cleaning up the no nothing like that nothing like nothing that. like that you know so you know neither will i be doing much lift, you know lifting of heavy shopping no no lifting of heavy things or anything no, like that. no lifting of heavy things but you know, it's you'd be gingerly again, walking around the house and gingerly walking around the house, but again, yeah. it's it's one of those things that you know everybody's different. It's different strokes for different folks. And I mean, you know, you, know you should probably you should probably reach out to some other trans people who've been through it and just ask them. You know. Oh, I have, I have. Yeah. Just what I have. What, what, uh, what, I, what, I, what I, am I going to expect? What, what can I expect? Yes, 
yeah, yeah. yeah and again, but you get so much, but people's stories are so different. No, but any story will do at this point, won't it? It's like, story. <laughs> it's like just tell me what's going to happen. Is it? But, but you know, it's it's. But I, I'm prepared. I, I've got myself sorted with that. And of course, you see, the thing is, certainly for the first month or so, you know, that you're not going to have much time to be really thinking about going and cleaning the gutters out, or, or you know, or putting in or putting new felt on the shed roof or anything like that, because. Because you've got your post op, you've got your post operative maintenance to do. Yes, that is time consuming. That is time consuming, you know. So you've, you've yes. got that. So that, that's going to take up large swathes of your day. Yeah, yeah and that will go on for several weeks and months. Mm -hmm. So yes. you get to so, the point where you're doing it weekly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's a lot further down that's the line. Way down the road. Way down the road. Yeah. In about a year. Yeah. Yeah, nine months to a year. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So yeah. So here we are. You know, we're we're sort of it. It can't come fast enough. But it's it's still like sort of like mm, I'm yes, it's happening. It's really happening. Jump up and down with excitement, and as I say, run away and hide in corner at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So so just to just to summarize everything, what what would what would your final words be in this pre pre-surgery podcast how would you kind of summarize it well how would i summarize my feelings yeah like everything how would you summarize everything up to this point knowing you'd be two weeks away oh, oh god blimey I, actually words fail me because i would just i just want just to sort of jump up and down and scream <laughs> yes 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 so overexcited obviously is one of them um yes, Overexcited. It's a bit like Christmas Over. coming, isn't it? It's like Christmas is coming Ooh, in a few weeks. It's like yeah. having all the Christmases at once. And especially yeah. going back in the fact is that, you know, from my point of view, it was always something that happened to other people and it was never going to happen to me. And now it is. And that just makes it even more special. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it makes it even more special and so much more unbelievable. And yes. You know, it's it, uh, yes. I want to sort of scream yes, yes, yes. I also be, be be quite happy to sort of burst into tears over it as well. Not tears of unhappiness, but tears of tears of joy. You know. Yeah. It's like that. It, it grabs you. It grabs you from. It grabs your emotions from all sides and really gives them a good shaking about. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine you're kind of on on edge. One of the things I am being very careful about though now is in the lead up to it is you want to make sure you don't catch any colds you're not seeing anybody keep exactly. keep away from other people for the time being exactly yes you know i, I it's to, to say i'm going into self-isolation is putting it too strong you should probably just go into self-isolation right now and just do it for the next two weeks yeah it's like that it, it's it's like that you know it is that you are very very wary of other people yeah now because you don't you want to be do catching not, anything before you go in no. don't want to be catching anything at this point now but, but apart from that, yes! <laughs> and how, how's the family feeling? How, what are they saying to you? Like, how's Helen dealing with it? And how, you know, how's everybody else kind of coping with it? Because um, they're going to be nervous too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, 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 they are nervous too, because, you know, it's, it's the fact is that, let's face it, when it comes down to it, it's general anaesthesia. 
you've got the risks alone from general anaesthesia. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, there, there is concern, there is concern about that. And, you know, I am under strict instructions as soon as I'm sort of able to, compass mentis, to be able to sort of get in contact and say, yes, I survived, I'm still alive, sort of thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, which yeah. Is, yeah, which, which, which is which, which, which is that you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, people in, will be concerned. They want to know, you know, as soon as you, as soon as you're out, they want to, they want to know you're okay. Yeah, that's yes, exactly. So, so, so there's that. Um, my my son is coming to see his mum as well. He's going to be with his mum, uh, not actually during the day because he's got he's got to work but he'll be there in the evening and actually i did speak speak to to helen about it about you know what sort of support she wanted in the day and she's like to be perfectly honest i'd rather be on my own because so she is she traveling down with you she's going to be there no 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 i mean no because there's very little point because i'm not allowed visitors because of covid because of COVID, yeah. So you're going to be in there with no visitors for the five, be in there with four, no visitors, five days. But hey, but, but hey, that doesn't matter, does it really? Because you've got, you know, you've got Zoom, you've got WhatsApp, you've got Messenger. So how are you getting? How are you getting down there? Are you are you using public transport? No, I I have a lift arranged with a friend. You've got a lift arranged, and then they're going to pick you up and bring you back. Yes. Excellent. Good plan. Well, it's it's a sort of a, a reciprocation because. This particular friend of mine, I took her and brought her back from her surgery in Brighton in January. Right, right. So yeah. So yeah. it's you know, she, she's she, she's doing me the favour now. I did her the favour then, but I think I got the better end of the deal because I wouldn't, you know, for me now, driving in the Greater London area equates to public transport. <laughs> so I'm not brave enough, not brave enough to drive. No, but it's anymore. important that you've got a plan to get home afterwards. Someone's driving you because you won't be able to drive for one. Oh, no, 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 no. You won't be able to drive. Um, in fact, that's one of the things they say, you know, what you what you need to do is to contact your insurance company. Because they have rules about when you can and cannot drive. Oh, right. Good, good point. Good point. You yeah. know, normally, it's like four weeks after surgery that they don't want you to drive. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, they, they, they do advise you of that. So, no, you know, I've got I've got a lift to come back, you know, with the with the donut cushion. With the donor cushion, um, yes. and and so that, that that that's that that's all arranged, um, and so you know basically we are now in the situation. Um, well, to quote to quote Mr. Bellringer's email, yes. Natural disasters permitting, it will happen on the third of July. <laughs> yes. Well, he's the he's the boss. He knows he's, he knows he's what's going boss. on. He's the boss, but but that's where we are. You know, we are we are sort of we are prepared. We are we are prepared mentally, and we are prepared physically, and more or less we are prepared practically. Yeah, sounds like everything's in place. Mm -hmm. Everything every, everything's in place, and you know, with Helen, my son's going to be here for the weekend. She's going, and then you know. People are going to call in and see that she's okay. Um, but as she said on the day, she would rather be on her own because she doesn't want to be with 
somebody trying she because her own thoughts she just rather deal with it on her own while she's yeah well if you can imagine it her own her own thoughts are going to be a maelstrom and she doesn't yeah, want yeah. to perhaps have somebody there that she's that she's got to make small talk with yeah yeah i understand you know so but no there's no visitors but then again i mean from my last experience in hospital you know it was the fact is that you're there on the ward and then and it's suddenly visiting time and there's a collective groan around the ward of people going oh no it's visiting time i haven't got anything nothing nothing's different than yesterday you know and you think yeah there is there is a bit of that so it's been quite and if, if you want you know i mean at least at least, all... at least you'll be able to as soon as you're able at least you'll be able to call people up and tell them yourself what you want exactly exactly you know and, and that and that, that that is it you can call people up you can chat with people you know, it's not in the old days where you know, if got, you, were, you, know you can FaceTime with people and get the videos going and everything. So it's all yeah. kind of makes yeah. it a lot easier, doesn't it? Exactly. It's not like the old days where if you wanted to make a phone call from your bed, they had to wheel the payphone. Wheel in the payphone. You remember those days? Oh my word. Yeah, you know, it's not yeah. like that anymore. So Have you got uh, any 10Ps? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, but uh, yeah, so we, we are we are prepared. We are prepared, and uh, you know, onwards, onwards, uh, onwards, and onwards and upwards. upwards. And it's it's a very yes. it, oh well, I just say yes, yes, yes. I can't I can't really like I, you know it, it, it as I say it's that mixture of excitement, happiness, yeah, yeah. tempered with terror, but it's great. Well, I wish you the best of Thank British you. and Welsh. Whatever that Thank means. You. <laughs> exactly, whatever you just said. And um, yeah, I hope everything goes great. Thank you, Vicky. And you know, everything is perfectly as you as you expect. All your plans work out. Thank you. I appreciate please, that. Tom. Please let us let us all know as soon as you can that you're okay. I will. And, uh, I will. And yes. then we'll we'll see you as soon as we can on the next online event, whatever that might be. Absolutely. Where you can yep. re recap your story and uh, tell us how it went. And then we'll do Absolutely. the follow up whenever you're ready. You know, whenever you feel okay, yep. we'll do it. Yep. Doesn't have to doesn't have to be a month. It can be whenever you're kind of ready to No, no, no. We'll see we'll, we'll see yeah. how it goes, you know, because I've told your story. It, it could be could be sooner. Yeah. Could be yeah. sooner. Yeah. You know, I'm being optimistic here. Could be sooner. Yeah. So I'm not, sure I'm not sure if I'll see you again before you go in because I'm not going to be on the Wednesday meetings for the next couple of weeks because I'm doing a voice training thing at the moment on Mondays and Wednesdays. Oh, so, well, so how's that going? It's going quite well. Yeah, I've done done two sessions this week. There's two more next week and two more the week after. So yeah, you you probably won't see me again until afterwards. Oh well, good luck with your voice so, training. Well, yeah, well, I think I think you're the one that needs the good luck right now. <laughs> so yeah, it's, thank you. Really hope it goes amazingly well and everything's brilliant. Thank you, Vicky. We'll, thank you. We will talk soon. We will talk. Last soon. question: you. you have you, you just because this is a part one doesn't mean you get away with not picking a a goat or a cow or a yay at the end of the podcast. So, what would you like for your end of part one? Oh, I think we're not. Uh, well, you did that last time. I don't remember. Oh, we had that sort of the the sort of the. Wah, 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 wah. Oh yeah, the trumpet. Yeah, I got rid of the trumpet because it was, it was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit weird. The trumpet. I thought we'll get. Mm. We'll change it to a yay. Yay. 
well, I, I think I think well, I think actually I think a yay is appropriate. This is appropriate, isn't it? It's appropriate for this occasion. I think. Yes. yes. I cool. think a yay is appropriate. Yes. Perhaps I'm going to give you two yays. I'll give you two yays. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, we'll you. Bring, Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, I shall end there, and we, we will we will catch up very soon. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. All right. Nice to speak. Thank you. you. Catch catch you later. Catch Bye. you later. Bye. Bye. Yay! Yay! Hi, Saren. Hello, Vicky. We have a survivor. Yes, we made it through. We made it through to the other side. Congratulations, yes. are you? I believe. Oh yes, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So you know, when we when we finished the previous podcast, we were both kind of let's hope you survive and let's hope it's successful, and it was, and you did. Yes, yes, so, yes, on both counts. Yeah, it was. Now, I mean, when we did that first recording, it was June seventeenth, and that was a couple of weeks before your scheduled surgery. Yeah. So. But let's start with that kind of period, you know, as you're going into hospital and, you know, getting ready for the big day. So go on. Yeah. How, how was all that? Um, interesting, because I, um, I had to go for a COVID test. Right. Yeah. Because you were, you were in a hotel, weren't you, for a few days? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I went, I traveled down to London on the 28th. The Monday before the surgery was on the Saturday the third. So right. I travelled on yeah. Monday the twenty eighth. Uh, then went to the hospital for a COVID test on the morning of Tuesday the twenty ninth. And then I was in the hotel, self isolating in the hotel room until around four o'clock the Friday afternoon, when I then travelled to Parkside to be admitted. So were you bored um, out of your brains for a few days? I was going absolutely stir crazy. Yeah. Because it was very, very, the, the Tuesday wasn't so bad because I'd been out to Parkside and things like that. But of course, you're trapped in the room, the Premier Inn room. Um, my only foray out there was to go to reception to pick up food that I'd ordered via Just Eat and Uber Eats. Yeah. You know? that was it so I, I was out of the room say no more than five minutes on 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 the on the entirety of wednesday daytime so and the entirety of, of wednesday priority was to avoid catching covid absolutely to, that would have put kibosh and everything that would have put the kibosh and everything so the priority was to just isolate lock yourself away minimum minimum contact with anybody yeah yep. and just grab grab your food come back yeah and I, I left the uh, I left the hotel staff a very nice large bin bag full of rubbish. But it was <laughs> you survived on takeaway food and movies and books and. I survived on take yes, yeah wow. takeaway food. I actually brought quite a, a few bits and bobs of food myself. So I brought some fruit and some sort of. I bought UHT milk because you've got obviously got no refrigeration. I brought my tea, coffee, everything like that. Yeah. So, so I had all that and it was very very sort of bizarre the wednesday wednesday daytime tuesday was okay because i'd been out tuesday afternoon was just sort of tuesday afternoon really it's you weren't really in in, in the lock of it wednesday wednesday was 
a dreadful day because I woke up, I woke up about five o'clock in the morning and I spent all that day in a complete sort of fit of super, super anxiousness. Yeah, it was getting the best of you. Yeah, you know, it was really sort of, it was really, really bad, you know, uh, quite anxious about it, I think, you know, and of course, you're still worried with, with everything with COVID that you're dreading the phone to go to sort of say there's been a problem, it has to be cancelled last minute. Yeah, yeah. All that sort of stuff. And so Wednesday was dreadful, really, really, really anxious. And I calmed down later that evening. Uh, went, to, went to bed, didn't think I would sleep, but I did. Woke up on Thursday morning and it was the complete opposite end of the spectrum. It was sort of euphoria. Oh, it's actually, it's got to be happening. It's got to get, yes, yes. And so you were kind that, of midweek stress and then you kind of yeah, over that yeah. and then you were ready for the going in. Yeah, so. and, and I had a counselling session with my counsellor on sort of late morning on the Thursday and I was explaining to her and she said, yeah. She said, yes, she said, yes, she said, really, yes. You've had your crisis yesterday. You've got your euphoria today, she said. And tomorrow, she said, you'll be nervous, but you'll be happy. Yeah. And, so... and she was right. She was absolutely right. Uh, the next, the Friday, I woke up. And yeah, it was like, mm, today's the day I'm going in. Oh, my goodness. You know, and it's the sort of the masks of comedy and tragedy. You know, it's the sort of one minute you're like, oh, great. The next minute, oh. Yeah, the roller coaster. And, we're a bit of a roller coaster, and then so then got the uh, got got the got the uh, got the car to um, the hospital, private hire, all very well done, all screened and everything like that, yeah. superb. Yeah. Uh, apart from the guys driving, who seem to insist on cutting everybody up, in the, on, you know. But yeah, apart from drive, that, drive carefully. I'm going through for an important surgery. <laughs> yeah, but we made it. Yeah. And I mean, Parkside were brilliant. I actually got a phone call on sort of oh, early afternoon from the hospital sort of saying oh um just wondering when you come in what you'd like for dinner well, well service. you know so you can't so yeah it was good so then in we go get yourself signed in into the room and basically they the, the nurse comes along says this is all for tomorrow and there's the gown and there's the compression stockings and everything that are put on top of the wardrobe and you're thinking, mm, you know, and it's and I think to myself, it's a good job I'm not superstitious because my room number was one one three. Yes, yeah, she had mentioned that to me in a text <laughs> message prior to going in. And um, and so you think, anyway, dinner arrived and everything, and you were very much left to your own devices, which was fine, you know, because I had the tablet, I got the TV. Uh, you know, the, the the nurse came in sort of about eleven ish to do your observations. And um, and then to bed, and I didn't particularly sleep fantastically well, as you can imagine. So this is all Friday evening. I mean, do, do, they, all... do, do they do any tests once you're in waiting like that? Any bloods uh, or anything? They they didn't they didn't take any bloods. What did they? No 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 no. I'm trying to think. Did they take any bloods? That... Well, no more no more COVID tests. No more COVID tests, no. No more COVID tests because you're in, you've passed. You're in. They, didn't take any, yep. they, they, didn't, they didn't take any COVID tests. I, no, I don't, I don't recall them taking... Oh, yes, they did take blood tests. They did take blood because they wanted to confirm. They'd already taken blood previously, mainly to check for 
if you had uh, what were they after when at the pre-op, just just to see if you had any 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 potential UTIs then. Yeah. Uh, but it was also to confirm your blood group. Right. And they did take bloods that evening as well, but mainly to to so they could confirm your blood group. So just, just kind of normal pre-surgery tests. Normal, just normal pre-surgery stuff. And then you were left to your own devices to bed. And then about six o'clock in the morning, the nurse comes in. Right, okay, and here we go. And first, you know, you know, you've you you've, you've been told no food after midnight. Stop drinking at five a.m. She comes in and she says, right, well, you're first on the list, so you'll be going about just about eight o'clock. Which I was like, oh, thank goodness it's first. I was, you know, yeah, you wouldn't want to waste your morning, would you? That would be awful. Yeah, you know, thank goodness it's first. And and then of course. You have the delights of the enema. Yes. You know, try and hold on. <laughs> Do the enema, have all that, and then she comes in, and then you you're all prepped. So you have the uh, the joy of the uh, the joy of the uh, the compression stockings and all that sort of stuff, which are really horrible things to get on and really uncomfortable, but you know necessary. Yeah. And you've got your gown on and everything like that. And then the surgeon comes in, Mr. Bellringer comes in. You go over the consent form with him and everything like that. Sign all that. Uh, then the anaesthetist comes in. Uh, we have, a, have a chat, you know, just have a quick chat about stuff. You know, like sort of, have you had any adverse reactions to any general anaesthesia in the past? Anything like that? Anything we should be aware of? Have that sort of chat. You know, and he sort of says, I'll be with you there all the time, monitoring you and everything. And then they go. And then you're all there resplendent in your gown, your your virginal white compression stockings, these red grippy slipper socks. And, and basically the nurse came for me just, just about eight o'clock. Right, we're off. And you walk down to theatre. So you walk, I mean, basically you walk along the corridor from where you are into the lift, down, down, down to the lower ground floor, into where the theatres are, and into the sort of the ante room where they, they anaesthetise you. Yeah, and, and and that's it. I mean, they were they were really sort of adept, the um, the, the 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 staff, the anaesthetist and his sort of second in command. They were really adept at uh, sort of distracting you. <clears throat> yeah, so they yeah, want the talk, you to be nice and calm, obviously. You know, yeah, talking to you. So yeah, you get up on the uh, the trolley, and you can see the doors through. You can the doors are open at the far end, and you can see the theatre there with the lights and everything. You know, you know, and. <laughs> There's people milling about, and then you lie down. They give you the oxygen, it gives you some oxygen, and which really helps to sort of calm you a bit. And the whole idea is to fill your lungs because just onto your left is the is the sort of the anaesthetic machine. And I'm looking at this, and the and the, 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 the anaesthetist second in command says, "What are you looking at that for?" I said, "Oh, I said, I'm just interested." I said, "Well, I was at work. I said we had some test gear made by the same firm. You know, <laughs> sorry, that's just me being a nerd." I'm sorry. Get the oxygen, which sort of fills your lungs and helps you to sort of, you is, know, it, sort of is it just oxygen or is it kind of just oxygen just, okay. just oxygen just oxygen and then as you've got, got the mask on the 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 anesthetist says right i said can you make a fist a couple of times with your left hand he says i do apologize this bit hurts and like in goes the cannula goes the needle. yeah yeah does all that and then it goes right okay and here's the first part of the anesthetic uh he said this will this will make you feel a bit lightheaded so I'm watching him, and it goes, and it goes, and I'm thinking to myself, 
he's wrong, you know, it's not working. And then all of a sudden, it's not working, it's not working. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, Right, he says, at this point now, you just don't care about anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he says, Right, this is the next bit. He says, Now, this will feel cold. So he puts it in, and yes, it does. And you could feel it travel from the back of my hand up my left arm up past my elbow and the cold feeling got to about halfway up my upper arm and I was gone and the next thing is I'm awake in recovery so that that how how quick was that time between being unconscious and waking up to uh, literally Second. it was like the, like the flick of a switch wow that's amazing like, isn't the, it? like the flick of a switch no no concept of time whatsoever isn't that you weird know, Mm, none. I mean, you know, in the past, you know, I mean, when I've had general anaesthetics, I mean, this is going back 30, 40 years. Yeah. It was all slightly different. And there was a lot of time sort of where you were sort of in a sort of a strange netherworld limbo as you were coming out of it. But this, I mean, no, I was out and I was awake. And the sort of recovery staff were sort of a bit, well, were sort of, they were like, wow. Because I was, I went from zero to 100 miles an hour instantaneously. You know, there was no sort of, come on, wakey, wakey, you know, come on, come on, come on, it's all over. I was like, oh, I think we'll put that down to a misspent youth. Could, could be, you know. But, and then basically, the, way, the beauty about it is you wake up in your bed. You wake up in your bed and then you're wheeled. I, I, I was in recovery for a bit, um, basically, whilst they found somebody to wheel me back to my room. Yeah, so uh, how long do you spend in recovery? It's... Well, I came to roughly, you know, as I say, I went down to theatre about eight o'clock. So let's say, for argument's sake, that uh, I was, I was anaesthetised at, let's say, ten past eight. Yeah. And I woke up, I came to roughly about 10.45. Wow, pretty quick. Yeah, pretty quick. And... And then it was about half past 11 before I got to the room because they didn't, they were waiting for somebody to come and. It's, not like, you had, it's not like you had anything to do, you know, you, no. either. <laughs> just lie there and just like there and have a chat, really, you know, yeah. chat. and then into the room. And basically you're told that day, stay on the bed. You know, you're not, you're not allowed off the bed. You've got, you've got, you've got, you've got your catheter, you are catheterized, you've got your bag and everything like that. So you don't need to worry about everything. The nurse comes in and checks you pretty regularly. Right. And they're very, very insistent on feeding you. So you're, yeah. your post-surgery meal? Your post-surgery meal, yeah. You know, it's not a bit, it's not like a heavy meal. So it was basically, what was it? Oh, Well, it I mean, was, you've not eaten since the previous evening. meal on the Friday. Yeah. So, it was, cinema, so yeah, yeah. You, your system's empty and you just... Yeah, so basically... Ready for something was, by then, aren't you? Yeah, it was soup and a sandwich. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it was absolutely fine. In fact, they were, you know, when I came to, the first thing I, I asked for was, uh, oh, can I have some, can I have a pot of tea, please? Yeah. And actually, I got through three pots of tea before I actually ate. Because they said, do you want to eat? I said, I'm all right for the minute. And, uh, and then, then later on that day, you get your evening meal as normal. And you're also, at this point, plumbed into the, um, you're plumbed into your morphine pain pump. But what the anaesthetist does explain to you is that what they do, once, once you're out, they give you a, a spinal block injection, which, you know, lasts for about four, 
about 46 hours after you've come out, which will mask any pain. And then you've got the, the, the on-demand morphine pain pump that you plumbed into. Right. Uh, and actually, I didn't need it. All right. Uh, I, 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 this, 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 despite my son's advice, which was to yeah, rinse the... telling you to like to have a good, have a good, uh, have a good yeah. devil with that, wasn't he? Well, 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 his words were rinse the morphine. Rinse, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rinse I didn't need it. I, I didn't need it, and uh, and therefore I had no intention. I've no intention. If I don't need it, I've no intention of taking. You know. Yeah. Because um, yeah. there's no point. So I, I wasn't in any pain, and. You get fed later, a proper meal, and then you just sort of passing the time of day, and then have some sleep again. It's a weird thing after an anaesthetic because you're tired, but I didn't sleep that well. But that's by the by. And then you're on to Sunday, and then Sunday, Mr. Bellringer comes in, and you get the pressure dressing off because you've got this sort of really serious big pressure dressing on when you come out of theatre. You get the pressure pressure dressing off. And he has a quick, uh, he has a look, yeah. And of course, you get to have a look, which is yes. like the moment, you know. I mean, coming out of the anaesthetic, it's like, it's like, oh, it's a foot. It's like, it's like one, I've survived, and yeah, and then two, the joy kicks in. Yeah, well, it's it's more, it's more, it's well, it's more than that, really. I think, I think after the anaesthetic, I, I think the the overwhelming feeling, certainly for me, was. Uh, was relief, yeah. Relief that A had survived, B that it had actually happened. The, but you know, in terms of the fact is there was, you know, that despite all the build-up due to COVID, that it had happened, and that there had been no sort of issues or complications that had yeah. stopped it happening. You know, because again, late sort of early Saturday afternoon, Mr. Bellringer came in and sort of said, yes, everything was fine. Totally routine, no issues, which is surgeon speak for it went, it all went very well, you know. And and, it, I'm um, not going to tell you anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, and so, um, and so Sunday, as I take the pressure dressing off, you get to see, you know, and, you, and it's like that moment you think, oh, it really has happened. <laughs> you know, it really has happened. Oh, yeah, you know. And then the nurse comes along, and that's the time then, that, da, 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 time to get out of bed. And so it's going, swing your legs over, and I sort of swung my legs over and sort of planted them on the floor quite gingerly to stand up, thinking, this is going to hurt. This is not at all. Didn't hurt at all. Up into the sort of little bathroom, little bathroom in the room. Nurse helped me to have a bit of a wash and everything like that. Uh, and then basically back to bed and then the next day so sun so the rest of sunday monday tuesday and wednesday is really a waiting game because there's nothing for you to do um and you're not apart from really sort of just to recover they encourage you to you're allowed to get out of bed and have a shower oh, yeah. uh, you know you can't have a shower you're not allowed to shower, not, not at this point, because you've got your friendly, you've got your little friend with you all the time, your catheter. Your right. catheter. But you are encouraged to um, to get out of bed, either sit in the chair in the room, or you you can you can prowl the corridors, which 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 I, I, I did, um, and of course 
there was my friend in there who'd had her surgery the late afternoon on the Friday. And the, the whole deal was that as she is like sort of, you know, sort of, how can we say, how well, she's 20, she's, uh, yeah, well, she's 20 odd years my junior, shall we say, yeah, 20, at least, in fact, in fact actually, 35 years my junior. Is this somebody so, you know prior to going I, into surgery? Yeah, somebody I knew prior to going in. What, on, a, on what a, a coincidence, you were both in the same time. On, on a support group, yeah. Well, her, she was amazingly lucky. She had a cancellation. All right. She was offered a cancellation. And, and so basically it was, so she, she only knew she was having the surgery two weeks before she actually had it. Yeah. So, I mean, at least, you, at least there was somebody in there you could go and visit and talk to. Oh yeah. Well, the whole, the general idea being that as she was having her surgery on the Friday afternoon, and as I say, she would be 30, 33 years my junior. Yeah. The whole idea being that she would be the one who would come and see me. Well, yeah, you would think, wouldn't you? As it turned out, because she'd had a surgery on the Friday afternoon, they they kept her in bed all the Saturday as well, and she had her dressings off on the Sunday morning, the same as I did. Um, uh, but bless her, she was in a she was in a bit more pain than I was, and so in, in, so actually I went to see her. So it was quite good, and, and, and so basically, you know, on the days. You know, we, we, I used to go and see her, sit in a room. You know, they were okay about it. Some of the nursing staff shooed me out because they were saying, oh, COVID, COVID. But, you know, the, the, the fact is, yeah, yeah, they understand. They understand it's the balance as well of the mental well-being. Yeah. You know, and so went, went, went to, uh, you know, saw her a couple of times. And basically, you're just waiting. And then on the, the sort of the Monday, Mr. Bellringer comes in, has a look. Yep, that's fine. Yeah, you know, and he, he said to me, he said, on the Monday morning, he said, um, are you bored? So, oh. yeah, a little. I said, um, I said, no. He went, it's a pity. <laughs> I said, why? He said, why is that? He said, I like bored patients. He said, that means that there's nothing wrong. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I can understand the logic of that. I said, well, don't you worry, Mr. Barrowinger, there He's is nothing wrong. a bit of a dry sense of humour, this uh, yeah. Dr. Barrowinger, yeah. hasn't he? Yep, yeah, you know. Let me show you. There is nothing wrong. I am. I am quite enjoying my life of, you know, indolence and, and idleness. You know, and but so basically that's all you're doing. You know, and then he came in on the Tuesday for a checkup. Then on the Wednesday it was Mr. Sheed who came in and had a look. You know, so they obviously they, they take it in turns. And then Thursday, then Thursday is the big day. So Thursday is the day the catheter comes out. And the day you get to do your first dilation. All right. So the catheter, I was a bit nervous about that. The nurse said, you're quite anxious about this. I said, yeah, because I think this is really going to hurt. It's really going to hurt. I didn't feel a thing. It didn't hurt at all. No. Perfect. It Perfect. Hurt at all. Uh, and then you have your first dilation with the, with, with the specialist gender nurse sort of, you know, looking after you, giving you a hand. And that's a bit strange because... Oh, you also, she also has to take the packing out, the vaginal pack out. Yeah. Which, which is, believe it or not, it's about two metres worth of gauze bandage. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She, I know it's two metres because she told me a few days before because, <laughs> uh, there's, because basically, not to put too fine a point in it, a little, 
as I was, as I'd had the pressure dressing off on the Sunday, that Sunday morning, and I went to the to the bathroom, there was a bit, there was a bit of bandage fell out. And I, you know, but I was told, no, 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 don't worry about that. That's fine. That just, was... just so I understand, the the pressure dressing is external, right? The pressure dressing is external, yes. And the rest, the, the pack is all internal. The pack is all internal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know, it, it's and it and you know this this little this little bit of sort of blue bandage, sort of blood soaked bandage fell out, and it was like, oh. And that. You know, when the nurse came in and I said, oh, she said, don't worry about that. That's just fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. And the weird thing is, it sort of struck me then, you know, because I actually messaged my friend and said, I hope oh, you don't mind me saying this, Vicky, edit it out if you want. But it's the sort of thing is that I said to some, I messaged my friend and said, I said, a bit of bandages, a bit of packings just fell out of my fanny. <laughs> and then it sort of struck me. I can see it. Can I have one? I can see it. You know, it, it's just little sort of yeah. revelations yeah. like that because it's emotionally, it's a huge thing to take in. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, absolutely. Because you're a real maelstrom of emotions. Relief that it's all over, relief that it's done, the sort of the joy of it and, and that, that you know that at last you're complete and all that sort of stuff. But it's really sort of hard to define. You're just sort of, sort of floating, you know, and, and this sort of complete sort of. You've ever whirlwind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then so we did that on the on the Thursday, and then on the Thursday you have to pass the P test, which is basically they give you a, a nice cardboard bowl to pee in. Uh, and then when you, once you've peed, you have to ring for the nurse. They take that away to measure how much you've done. And then they give you an ultrasound scan of your bladder to see how much is left. Right. <clears throat> um, basically, you know, you, you, have to, you have to sort of, you get this done three times and you've got to have retained, I think, I think it was less than 100 mil in your bladder to pass. So is this to check that you have full control over your peeing ability, let's say? Yes. So you, have, so, you, so you have to pass that. And, so, I mean, uh, it's to make sure you've drained your bladder and it's to make sure you've, you have control over your yeah. ability to stop yeah. and start, shall we say? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so once all that's done and the next day is discharge day, what time would you like to leave? It's so quick, isn't it? I mean... It is incredibly quick. It really is. Oh, of course, you get to do your... You get to do it, your dilation by yourself on the Thursday as well. Two, two more, because it's three a day. And then, of course, the same on Friday. And So by the time you, the, the internal packing's removed and you're doing your dilation, then you, you're okay for daily showers and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, that's the joy. Yeah, the that first shower. That, that first shower. Like, oh, uh, yeah. The, the armor. The first shower is a joy, an absolute joy, you know. It's like, oh, because you all, I mean, you can have a bit of a wash, but your hospitals being hospitals, they're a bit, you get a bit sticky and. Yeah, you're probably sick and tired of bed baths by that point. <laughs> you, know, it, 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 you know, so it's just nice to really, really have that proper shower. Yep. Uh, and then, so basically, Friday, 
you know, what time do you want to leave? I was getting picked up at about quarter past 11. Uh, and so, you know, all packed, suited, booted, you're given your discharge paperwork and everything. And off you go, off you go home. So really, I mean, it was all super smooth and very efficient. And oh, yeah, yeah. Really smooth, everything really done as, as per the book. and uh, Everything done as per the book, yes. Yeah. And, and what's, the, what's the actual place like? I mean, what's your room like? And what's the food like? And how is the facility itself? I mean, I'm sure it's nice, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, the, the, the room is fine. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a you know, a, a hospital bed. You got all the, you know, you got all of the, you know, the, the, the bells and whistles, so you can raise There's it and lower it. And... Private, private room, TV, bathroom, everything. Yeah, private, private room, TV, ensuite. Yeah, you know, um, twenty-four hour room service. Twenty-four hour room service, if you want it. In fact, the, the catering staff were brilliant. There was one guy, sadly, whose name I can't remember now, and he, he sort of, he was. He was always because he could because I drank a lot of tea when I was there, and he was forever bringing me trays of tea. So can you can you order like midnight pizzas and stuff like that? Can you do that? Uh, not, not not quite. Not quite. But what but what they do is that you know basically you can have if you wanted it, you can have three cooked meals a day. So you know basically they'll let you you, you say. So basically what you get is that in the, in the evening, the, the, the prior evening, you get your breakfast menu and your lunch menu. And so, you know, the, the, the breakfast menu is, you know, what you want, cereal, porridge, you know, what sort of egg, if you, if, you, if you want bacon, you can have it. If you want eggs, you can have them. Sausages, you can have them. If you want to cook breakfast, you can have it. There's yogurt, there's fruit, there's all that, you know, just take whatever you want. Yeah. Brilliant. And then, and the lunch menu is there, and the lunch menu and the evening menu are actually the same, but because there's like a range of dishes, and you can pick all. Right. But, but certainly for, for myself, I, I at lunch times, I just tended to have a sort of a soup and a sandwich, and sort of have a bigger meal in the evening. Except for Sunday, I did treat myself on that on that Sunday because uh, on the menu. And it was absolutely, believe it or not, for a hospital, this is hospital food. I mean, the pictures not... you were sending out, the food looked amazingly good. Oh, it was. The food is fantastic. I mean, you know, I mean, as I say, it's hospital food, but not as we know it. I mean, I mean, for Sunday lunch, I mean, I had sirloin steak. Wow. You know, sirloin steak, peppercorn sauce, tomatoes, mushrooms and chips. Nice. I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, one evening I had a, a Thai green chicken curry, superb. On that, when I went in on the Friday pre-surgery, it was a it was a shepherd's pie that was brilliant. Roast chicken dinner, brilliant. You couldn't. The food was excellent, and they really sort of encourage you to eat because obviously it helps with the healing. Yeah. So okay. So I'm going to ask you some personal questions now. You don't have to answer. You don't want to. Yeah. Fine. But okay. So once you've had your surgery and you're back in your room, I mean, when when do you go to the toilet to? To move your bowels. I mean, how 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 quick does that start working again? Ah, now that is interesting, because what they tell you is that you will feel. You will you 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 will you will feel uh, that you want to go, but actually this is not probably not genuine because it's the it's the action of the the, the vaginal pack. 
right. on, which, which is sort of pressing on the wall of you don't makes, makes right. you feel. And of course, the other thing that they they feed you is um, is this sort of stool softener stroke um, laxative called um, oh what's it called uh, lactulose, which is a really horrible sweet thing, and and which is fine, but part of that is is that it sort of gives you dreadful gas. And you are quite blown up and you are sort of letting off quite a lot. But on the day, on the day, I um on on the on the, the Sunday, you know, I I've been to see my friend and all, all day I've been thinking, oh, I need to go here. Do you know I need to go? I need to go, I need to move my bowels. And I said to the nurse, she went, Oh no, no, it'll be the vaginal pack. And, then, and I'm thinking, I need to go. And in a way, you're frightened of going. Yeah. Exactly. You see what you're yeah, frightened yeah. of going because you know, yeah. And in the end, I rang to the nurse and I said, Look, she, she said, I said, I think I'm going to have to go. She went, Well, it's most unusual. I mean, I've not only ever had one patient before. I said, Well, mate, I need this to. is on the Sunday. This is on the Sunday. So and you've not been since Friday. Well, I had the enema Saturday morning. Yeah. So, you, but the last time you properly went was probably on Friday, right? Well, to tell, to tell you the truth, actually, I went at five o'clock in the morning as the, the enema was at six. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't really much for the enema to do. Um, but oh, you were pretty empty anyway. You were But, you know, and, and then she said, well, 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 go, you know, she said, don't worry, just don't force, you know. And actually, I did go. I did go. Uh, much to my relief. So, I mean, it, it kind of just naturally... Just naturally, but but, but the stool, but the the lactulose, the stool softener, and the and the laxative helps. Apart from the fact you get blown up with gas, mm. uh, and of course they they encourage you to drink as well. Drink so plenty of water. Drink plenty of water, and so once you're mobile, you're responsible for emptying emptying your catheter bag. And uh, they also give you these wonderful sort of netting knickers, disposable netting knickers to put on with these huge maternity pads. You know, so you're responsible for, for changing those as well, which is good because it gets you up out of bed. It gives you, you yeah. Know. So all all bodily, all bodily functions are working properly, and, and catheters removed, and away yeah, you, you know. But but when but basically, I mean, even though you have got the catheter, I mean, the bit about the catheter, you don't even know that you're weeing. Then you look round at the bag and you think, oh, I better go and empty that, you know, because yeah. it's it's yeah. a it's a two liter bag and it gets full pretty quick. Yeah. And so the only way I can describe it, in pardon my language is that with the effects of this lactulose and i think actually what else is involved is that there's a um they give you this anticoagulant injection so i i had the had that i think that has an effect as well so basically pardon my language for several days i am sort of i am sort of farting like a trooper and pissing like a racehorse because it's because you're drinking drinking and all this gas but which is all, it's all, that's all a good thing. That's all natural. It's got your systems working. I mean, they want to make sure that everything's working. That's right. That, that's absolutely right. I mean, it's always the same in hospital. Hospital always comes down to bowels. Yeah. I think, you know. But no, so I was, I was off and running the day after. I was off and running the day after with the bodily functions. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you for answering. <laughs> no, no, no. Next. <laughs> that was it, really. That was, that was kind oh, yeah. of. No, no, no. So that, that's all that's it. I mean, you know, they, they, they were they were very good, you know, at the uh, dishing out the, the paracetamol. 
for, for pain relief. In fact, on the Sunday evening, uh, they they actually came in and they give me uh, they gave me some paracetamol on a drip. Right. Uh, but come Tuesday, I actually asked them if I could stop it because yeah, I, well, I didn't feel as though I needed it. And and as I said, I said the thing is, if it is masking any residual pain, you'd rather know. I about I want to know, to know if I can handle the pain or not, right. or yep. whether I need, because if I don't need it, I don't want it. Yeah, fair enough. And so, and then, and then, as I say, on the, on the Friday, it's, uh, it's home, it's home. And then... So you got uh, home, and, and then since then, how... how and then, the, then the hard work starts. The hard work starts, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you, you, a lot of people... You know, you see things on Facebook and on Twitter and things about people who've had the surgery and they have the wonderful thing, you know, that they're really, 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 really happy about about it and everything. But the thing that doesn't get mentioned a lot is really actually how tough the recovery is. It, it really is. It, it, has, it, has it been harder at home than it was that week in hospital after surgery? Yes. Because right. bizarrely, I think I think in hospital because you're still on so much of a high. Yeah, and you've got loads of people there to help you anyway. Yeah, you've got loads of people there to help you anyway. You're on such a high, and you're quite distracted because it's hospital. There's always something happening going on. Um, then you get home, and all of a sudden, and, it, and it's actually in in the booklet. All of a sudden, you get home, and you are overwhelmingly tired. You are surprisingly, surprisingly tired. I mean, my journey home was a good six hours and I got home and my, Helen, bless her, she'd made, she'd, made, she'd made some food, which was a salad because obviously she didn't know when I was getting back. I had the salad, and I had a cup of tea and I went to bed. I was absolutely wiped out. And, and it's surprising then how tired, how tired you are because it's you know people think people think you know about the the physical recovery but you're also getting over the anesthetic and it's only now sort of you know coming up for four weeks am i actually sort of not getting as tired as i was because it's it's been a it's been several weeks of um of sort of, should we say, you know, lyings, late starts, afternoon naps, and early to bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, you know, and and also that that is under the very strict regime and care of Helen, who um, who knows me to be a very impatient patient, and will try to do too much and try to overextend myself. You're under strict orders not to. Uh, yes, to you're not supposed to do. Yes. yes. And so, you know, very often I am, very often I am sent to bed. I hasten to add, not without any supper, but I am sent to bed, you know, and, and it's good because even though if you don't sleep, you're still just resting up. And yeah, so, I mean, you can't do anything strenuous, can you? You can't do anything strenuous, you know, you can't, li you know, you can't lift anything, anything heavier than a, than a cup of tea, really. Um, you know, you, you you come back, you're you're told that you can't, you know, you can't as you can't even as much have a have a sort of a, you know, a small glass of something to celebrate for two weeks. 
And so, and the recovery is tough because you, because you have the, the, the sort of, you're sort of effectively under house arrest in a way, because you can't really go anywhere. Um, so you've got that. And, you know, whilst I wouldn't say I'm in any pain, I am in, you know, there, there is sort of mild discomfort, nothing, but, but you're healing. It's part of the healing process. Yeah. And you do get the occasional sort of electric sort of twinge because, oh, God, blimey, you know, yeah. as things are sort of connecting and sort of yeah. sorting themselves out. But you're in that situation where sometimes you wake up and you, and you know you've got the days ahead of you and you're thinking, oh, God, blimey. And it's very easy to sort of become a sort of a, you know, sort of to become very inward looking. It's the best way I can describe it and sort of because the world is outside your window and it's all happening and you're not part of it. Yeah, but it's only a matter of time, isn't it? It's only a matter of time. But but it's it's the one thing I would say to people. It's a bit like severe lockdown, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's the one thing I I would say to people is be prepared. Be prepared for this being a bit of a slog. You know, it's it's what we you know, it's all a purpose to an end, you know, and, and it's all, you know, the culmination of it's the culminate. Well, certainly for me, it's the culmination of what I always thought was an impossible dream. And I'm sure it's the same for many other people. And so you are really happy about it. But the sort of the day to day stuff sort of all sort of tends to rub the shine off it a bit sometimes you know yeah, and so you've got to do your daily routine things got, you, to do. you know because it's it, it's you know it's three times a day dilation yeah which by you know by the time you've sort of set yourself up at the time you've done it you know that 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 for me is probably about an hour and so you're sort of timing yourself around around that i have a sort of a routine now so uh, you know it's it's in the morning sort of uh probably about sort of nine ish that's the first one second one i've got an alarm set for four o'clock that's the second one and then i've got an alarm set for 10 o'clock at night and that's the third and you run you run your life you're going through this daily routine yeah, you because yeah, you know you run your life around it. Um, I actually have been out. Uh, I, I have I have I have been out. Um, last Saturday, I went to meet the uh, the lady Diane who runs our local trans support group in a cafe bar down in town. Uh, Helen was very good. She took you know she gave me a lift down. And it was really nice to get out of the house for a couple of hours. It was just to sort of take part in the in the world, you know. Yes. Uh, and but in there again was one of those affirming moments. I, this uh, this this is really hard to describe, but again, it's all part of you know because it's not just the physical aspect of the There's surgery. The psychi- psychology. Yes, it's, it, it's the mental aspects. It's, it's the psychological aspect of it. Because, you know, we're sitting there having a cup of coffee, um, a bit of, bit, bit of something to eat. And then it's, oh, right, I need to, I need, I need to go to the toilet. And to go to the toilet is, 
it's, it's quite a long room. And of course, by this time, we'd met fairly early, but by this time now, the place was really, really busy. There were lots, there were lots of people. And, you know, I, I sort of got up, you know, and walked through this room and it was like, I'm complete. This is, this is just wonderful. I, I described it to somebody much better than I'm describing it now. Just bear with me. It is, the fact is that, how did I, how did I say it? Um, I described it. Of course, everything goes slow when you want it, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> um, you, know. you know, it's uh, it's the it's the whole sort of thing that you know. I, I walk, you know, I, I walk through, and you know, this is this is this is what I mean. It, I, this is it. It's the fact is that you know, I had this sort of I walk through this room, and 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 it sort of hit me all of a sudden is that I know this sounds odd and some people might sort of think, why are you saying it like this? Or quite, quite could quite substantially disagree with me, but it's like, I don't feel like an imposter anymore. Yeah. I, I, I know that's, I, I, it sounds a bit odd, you know, in, in, in the fact is that, that pre-op, it's almost, I, I had this sort of bit of imposter syndrome, I suppose, and is that you're sort of looking for acceptance from others yeah yeah you know you're looking for acceptance from others from not just from other trans people but from cis people as well you're looking for that sort of acceptance now i sort of assume that acceptance because my body gives me that acceptance and yeah. that is yeah it was just such a, a wonderful, just yeah. such a wonderful affirming moment that being able to walk through that room, you know, head held kind high. Of, kind of eliminated your anxieties around, you know, how how you, how and not really how you look, but, you know, the fact that you're going to use the loo, you know, yeah. those anxieties yeah. have all gone. Yes, yes, those anxieties have gone because that's it. I am, you know, not to put, not to put, well, to put it, crudely i suppose no, not crudely but just to say because i am now anatomically correct yeah no yeah. you know and it really does it really 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 does i, mean, I can imagine yeah. that being a really even more kind of poignant thing you know if you were to go i mean you're not going to go yeah but if you were to go to a swimming pool or something yeah wearing a bikini you're going to feel like 100 percent confident yes yes because you know yeah. obviously there's nothing to give you away kind of thing well, yeah, well, that's it, you know, exactly. That, that's exactly it. And I just don't feel like, you know, and, and that, that sort of, that bit of imposter syndrome was gone. And that was just like a sort of a, a really, really affirming moment. In, in effect, you know, um, it's the sort of, probably the best feeling I've had about it at all. Even, even the joy of it in hospital and knowing it has been done. It, it massive, was just- Massive confidence boost. Massive confidence boost. Because I remember reading an interview with um, Stephanie Hurst, mm -hmm. and she was asked, you know, about when she'd had her surgery, how she felt. And I remember, you know, the, the interviewer was sort of expecting her to say, "Oh, and when I woke up, I was so happy, bloody, bloody, blah." And she said that it took a fair while for it to sort of sink in, and it was only one evening at home 
when she walked when she was naked and she walked past a full-length mirror and she caught herself in the mirror and she said said i'm fixed i'm complete and that's when it hit her and for me that's when it yeah. sort of hit me in in that crowded room yeah. yeah and and so that was that that so i got out that day and with that and then the next day it being the monday i actually i actually walked down to the seafront here which is about a mile and a half and a bit by the time i'd walked along the, uh, the seafront as well it's probably about two miles from your house from my house yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and um so i walked down to the seafront uh had a stroll on the prom and uh, helen met me and we had a cup of coffee and some donuts and again it was really nice to get out and the thing is about it vicky nobody but nobody batted an eyelid nobody cared you know mm -hmm. there was no there was no nudge nudge wink winks double double takes people you know anything like that nobody nobody cared nobody cared you know it was yeah. great it was great and um but those they've been my two forays out and actually going out on the monday and doing that walk tuesday tuesday i was a bit wiped out i have to say but every day it just gets so if you just do a little bit each day you'll kind of build it up over time won't you and yeah yeah that, that, that's it but it's but it is you know as as i say you know people need to be prepared that it that it is a bit of a slog it is a bit of a slog the, the, the recovery from it uh because it's not just the physical recovery it's actually getting the the anesthetic out of your system so it's the anesthetic the physical and the psychological recovery yeah all those things combined kind of all those things combined and but it's you know it's interesting to see now, how you feel in another month's time you know compared to now how much mm. more progress you've made yeah well well exactly because then in a month's time you'll be out more You've you probably know, spending much time in bed during the day. You'll be out no. and about doing things, yeah. But you know, to 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 to, to you know, I mean, to say, I mean, I, I know this sounds like a very glib statement. I mean, you know, but to be honest, it's the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> That's the only way you could put it, you know, because on because it, it just and it's just on so many levels. Yeah. It's, it's the psychological level. It's the physical level. It's the confidence level. It's just it. It is you know. It, it is the sort of the affirming thing that I've got my life. I've got my life that I always should have had. I've got. I've been given my second chance, and I've grabbed it. And and and, and that's and it really is just sort of wonderfully you know won, wonderfully affirming. You know, you know, just to be able to sort of, you know, just to be able to sort of, you know, it just it just catches you in a words, you know, you sort of, you know, you sort of you 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 glimpse down and you go, oh, and it's almost as though you forgot it happened. Yeah, yeah. And you think, oh, oh, is it? oh no, it has. Oh. <laughs> no, that sounds odd, but it is like that. It is like that. You know. This, you know, this, this, this is this is all to come for you, and you will feel these same feelings. It really is, though, a real sort of tsunami of emotion. It really is because everything is mixed up in the and and it's real sort of real sort of you know sort of you know sort of tumble drier sort of emotions. In the fact is that you're you know that you're happy, you're tired, 
you're ecstatic, you're sore, it, 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 and it's all just going around, but it is, it's just, you know, it, it really is wonderful. It really, there's no other way to describe it, you know. So it, it kind of makes you wonder, you know, what, what's next for you, you know, after, after you've done all your recovery? Mm -hmm. I mean, you've pretty much finished your little journey of transition there, haven't you, at that point? I'm just, I'm just going to go on and lead my best life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to have to get back onto the hormones at some point, aren't you? Have you already restarted? Oh, I've already, already restarted those. Oh, right. Okay. You, you start those when, when, when you get home. Right, so a week after surgery, back on the hormones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, I, I, I started... I, I started my hormones on the on the Saturday on the on the tenth. Right. So I've been th three weeks back on them now. And that's all kind of sorted out with your GP now. It's all officially sorted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got I've got an appointment with the the Welsh Gender Service in August to, for them to officially sort of take over my hormone regimen from uh, gender care. Yeah, so you'll be officially signed off the books of gender care at some point, I, I presume. Yes. And yes. you'll be kind of discharged from any kind of GIC stuff. Yes. And you'll just be kind of left to your GP with the backup of the GIC. Well, well, what we have here, in what, what, what we have here in Wales, of course, you have the local gender yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be sort of the local gender team with with my with my GP, so it's continued continued HRT treatment and continued blood tests just to make sure the levels are. Yes, yes, but it's that, that, that's right. Minus any blockers you used to have because you don't need those anymore. No, 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 no blockers. In fact, you know, I, in fact, actually, you see, I never, you know, I never. The only uh, the only testosterone blockers I ever had, and you can't really call it that much of a testosterone blocker, was finasteride. Yeah. I never had, I never had uh, anything like Decapeptil or, or anything like that. You because my, that no, you don't need that anymore. Because my my testosterone level was 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 well enough suppressed as it as it was. Um, I probably 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 because it was never probably very high anyway. Um, and yeah. so there was quite a few boxes of finasteride that had to go back to the pharmacy, which seems such a waste because obviously it has to be destroyed. Yeah, yeah. You know, but. Uh, but no, so we're back on there. I've got to arrange I, a blood. The blood test will be eight weeks, eight weeks from when I restarted my HRT. So it's going to be sort of September. So you may be able to reduce your amount of um, estrogen that you're using as well. Well, that 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 that, that could well be it actually. Um, I'm not on a particularly high dose anyway. Um, I'm on. The estrogel, which is in the pump pack, yeah, uh, and I, I am only on uh, pre-surgery. I was only on two pumps of that a day. Oh, that's quite well. Yeah, and but that was putting my, you know, my estrogen was at the top end of the, the of the top end of the range, just on two pumps. All right. But of course, it's so many different strokes to different folks: skin absorbency, physiology, everything like that. You know. Because I do know of people who are on eight pumps of this to try and get anywhere in the range, and there's me with two. And the, the last time, you know, they they like you to be, be to be between sort of four hundred and six hundred. Yeah, yeah. And the last time, that last blood test, which was March, my estrogen was six oh two. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's perfect. Uh, 
and my testosterone was, I think, 1.8. Yeah. What was it? 1. No, 1. 1.4. 1.4. It's going to be interesting so, to see what it is next time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, no, yeah, it won't be, won't, won't be that high. But so, you know, I'm, as I say, I'm only on the two pumps. And, and so really, if I have to go down a dose, I don't know how they're going to work it. Well, I mean, it's just going to be a case of see where you're, see where you're at with the numbers and mm. adjust as required. I mean, that's going forward. Yeah. And you'll, you'll, you'll just continue with that for the foreseeable way. I mean, that's it. Absolutely. That's it. You know, just really, again, it's all part of, again, it all comes in part of your, part of your routine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I've got, I've got, you know, as I say, I've got my little routine now regarding dilation and I have a, I also after, after afterwards after you've done after you've cleaned yourself I also take a little uh, I also have the joys of a salt water bath just to help help with the healing help with the healing yeah and has has all the healing been good so far uh yeah 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 I did um I, I did actually have a, have a burst stitch which uh as 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 healed itself um, yeah, I did. I did. I did contact the, the, the specialist gender nurse, and she sort of said, "Ah, yeah, yeah." She said, "But don't don't try and get it resutured because it generally doesn't work. Just keep it clean, keep it dry, and so it you, will heal." You, you don't have to have stitches removed, do you? These are kind of no, they're all dissolvable, dissolving ones. Yes, they're 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 all they're all, they're all dissolving stitches, and so quite a lot of them have have gone already. There seems to be sort of there, there seems to be sort of two you know, there seems to be sort of two sort of two types. There are some that seem to be in a sort of um, a sort of a thread is the wrong word, you know. But they, but some seem to be made out of a, a lighter coloured material, and they've dissolved a lot. And and then there are others that are made more out of a thicker blue material. And the lighter coloured ones, a lot of those have disappeared but the blue ones they're still about right but, uh, yeah they, they just dissolve they just they just just go and i go down to london in the middle of august for my follow-up appointment with mr Baringer. right so you're physically going back down yeah get your uh get your checkup as get we check up yeah make sure everything's okay make yeah. sure everything's okay and uh, and then and, and that and then all things being well that's it he may you know all things being well that that's it that's it that's you it. know job yeah. done job done you know job done and as you say then it's the re and then the uh the rest of your life starts here yeah yeah brilliant you know i mean it's a again a slight delay but in some respects, you know, I've been, I've been waited on hand and foot in some respects. It's been very nice. Yeah, that's going to change there. Don't worry about that. Oh, well, yes, Helen's already told me that she's going to exact a revenge. Going to be a, the time was ticking on that one, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But that's absolutely fine. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, we, we, we've actually booked, you know, COVID allowing. We've actually booked to, to go away somewhere for a few days in the autumn together. So how, how has the family taking everything now you're back home and settled down everything okay yes everything everything's fine we've we, we've had a few visits from the uh, the, the Southerner who has breezed in to say hello and everything like that he's he's been fine yeah. and helen helen's been an absolute 
Helen's been an absolute star. I have to say, she's yeah. She's, I think there's gonna there's gonna be a period where you're gonna have to be spoiling her for the next two three months. I think. Oh oh yeah yeah yeah. And yes. you know I, and it's it, it's all the more remarkable, Vicky, because you know I make no bones about it. You know she has found it very hard. Yeah, I know we spoke about this before in the previous yeah podcast we did. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I can imagine it's very difficult, and yeah, but. You know, she's she's been there for you. Your turn to be oh, there. For her, you know. I, I, oh, absolutely. I, 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 absolutely. You know. I, and I, I, you know. I mean, it's the strong you know, I, I, continues. Yes. Yes. You know. I can't. You know. I mean, she's just been an absolute star. Absolute brilliant. star. Brilliant. Been, been brilliant. And you know, I mean, I, I you know, I, I did, I did put a post on Facebook. Yeah, You know, to sort of say because. It, it's often the the people who are the people who are really doing the graft, the ones who are supporting us, are the ones who are sometimes forgotten. Yeah. yeah. And really, they are. You know, they're the ones. They're the ones who are deserving of the attention, because you know they've dug really, really, really deep, perhaps into resources that they never even knew they had, and. It's just amazing, just amazing. Yeah, I'm. I am. You know, I am just in awe, absolute awe of of Helen and my son Tom. Just that's the only way I can describe it, because they have been so amazing. So so oh, amazing. I mean, amazing to have that kind of support. Really, that's yeah, fantastic. You know, and and my and my friends here too. You know, I um, I came home to cards flowers wow great uh, and you know it's just like wow you know absolutely just like wow you know you know to have not only your family but the the, the support of your the support of your friends as well you yeah know? brilliant well done congratulations well thank you thank you yeah i mean that that's really we've 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 done part two that's it we're done mm -hmm. but yeah we have but yeah i mean I shall, I shall, I shall, I shall use a yeah, quote. Yeah, su summarize, summarize, please. Summary. Let's have a summary. Well, all I'm going to do in summary is to is to give a quote from uh, you know from from Jim Royal as per the royal family, where somebody asks him if he's okay, and he turns around and goes, "Yeah, can't smile wide enough, me." <laughs> and I think I think that so if, I think if I smiled anymore, the top of my head would come off. Yeah, you up. It's it's just. Yeah, uh, I mean, I am, I am complete. I am complete. I don't feel like an imposter, and I am me. You know, really, really me. And you know now. what? You don't have to. You don't have to think about all this GIC GP nonsense anymore. It's all in the past. Mm, more or less, yeah, yeah, more or less. Apart from the, apart from the follow up. Apart, apart from the follow ups, and just making sure that the the hormone regime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, you know, the big part's done, isn't it? It's, it's like you, you're over the massive hurdle. The big mountain has been climbed and conquered. The big, the big, the big mountain. The big, the big mountain of that has reclined. Has, has, has reclined. Has been climbed. climbed. Uh, um, but you know, at the minute, in terms of the mountain of recovery, we're still sort of scrabbling on the north face at the minute. We've got. A, we haven't quite summited yet. You, that you're over the worst bit. You've, you know, you've you've had the first month pretty much. Mm. You know, it's, it's, oh yeah. It's just going to get easier and easier from now. So. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, but uh, no, honestly, words 
you know, you asked for a summary and I just said, words, words can't express it really. Yeah. Words can't express the, the sort of, as, some, as somebody said to me, you know, you've now, it's not, it's not that you've found your happiness now, it's that you've found your bliss. And I think that's probably a very, very good way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just doing these, doing these two podcasts, I think is really going to help other people who are kind of very nervous about surgery and don't know what to expect. And, you know, you've asked all kinds of, you've answered all kinds of questions and given loads of information about, you know, the process feelings that you went through. So I think, I think that's really going to help other people. And that's really why, we, I think that's why we did this, isn't it? So that others could you know, kind of have a listen and understand what it's all about. Oh, absolutely. You know, and if, and if it helps people, great. I am, I've, I've been really pleased if it helps people. Well, I mean, it's helped me. It's helped me for one. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go through this at some point. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank you for being so uh, candid. No, no, no. My pleasure. My pleasure. Brilliant. So final podcast jingle what, mm -hmm. what are we having today last time you had a double yay yeah end of part one so part two what's your part two end of podcast jingle oh what we, what's the choice choices goat cow yay oh i don't i, I, I i'll probably go for the yay again actually more yays how many yays yeah, you had two last time we'll do on this time uh, well i think we should go three dbs and have four four Okay, you've got it. I think you deserve that. Four Thank years you. coming up, just for Four you. Four years, brilliant. Thank you. So, absolutely great to talk to you again. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you very much for inviting me. I really do appreciate it. And you know, as I say, it's just if it helps, if it helps people. It then absolutely helps then people, I'm and that's the that's the really kind of nice thing that you've done for other people here. It's like it's like you've been through this and. You've kind of given us this gift of understanding your experience so other people can listen and learn from it. I mean, that's the that's the Good. brilliant thing you've done there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So see you soon. See and, you soon. Uh, yep. Keep recovering. I will. Keep I will. Let us know how it goes. I will. I will. I'll keep you. I'll keep you updated. We'll, we'll probably do another podcast at some point, but I'm not sure when. <laughs> no, no, no. We could. We could. We could probably do a six-month follow-up or something like that. Can't yeah, we? we could do something like so. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. brilliant. Thank you very Thank much. You, I shall say, sign us off. Yep, sign us off. Bye. Bye. Yay! 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 <laughs>